0: You wouldn't believe the amount of attention I get when I mention my job to someone. I sell animatronics to some of the biggest companies in the business. Disney, Universal, Legoland, they've all been my customers. Which seems to be a dream come true for more people than you can imagine. For me, though, it's just where I happen to end up. I started out working at Disney, front of the park, just checking tickets. Then I moved into entertainment and to the scenic department where I learned about doing maintenance on animatronics. My years in the parks gave me a very unique resume, which allowed me to start a company of my own. I've been doing that since the 90s, and it's a decent industry to be in, as long as you're okay with looking at monsters and sometimes blood and guts on a day-to-day basis. See, most of our business comes the month before Halloween. That's when all the local haunts from all over the country are looking to update their attractions for the year, and the pieces honestly sell themselves. Every once in a while, I have to toss in a few facts about high-end motion control systems, linear actuators, or adjustable pressure valves. But in the end, it's all about what the thing looks like, really. If the animatronic looks cool, I was going to make money. If not, I was on a budget that Christmas. So mostly what I'm saying is, when you find a good deal on something, you better take advantage. That was how I got my overseas contract. I had gotten wind of a company in Ukraine that was producing characters and selling them for half the price of anyone else. I was very eager to get those into our pipeline, so I went and had a meeting with the rep overseas, and it was more than I could ever have hoped for. The place was just outside of Kiev, which, fun fact, is about two hours from the Chernobyl exclusion zone. You know the one with the nuclear meltdown? I was kind of freaked out to even go, due to potential exposure, but when I started calculating those extra margins, I sucked it up and went for it. Once I arrived, I almost couldn't believe it was the right place. It was essentially this old bomb shelter that had been converted into a factory. Within its dirty concrete halls were countless, mostly bootlegged, branded animatronics from throughout the years. Mickey Mouse, Ronald McDonald, Figment, along with several other Halloween ones I'd seen at Spirit. Then there was even this creepy bear with a top hat from some weird off-brand Russian pizza chain that looked so scary I couldn't believe anyone would ever buy it. The one that the rep kept trying to push me on, though, was a Chuck E. Cheese. I really wasn't all that interested, I mean, this was the early 2000s, so Chuck E. Cheese wasn't as booming as it used to be. The price, though, was too good to turn down, and I knew that some location was going to have to replace one at some point, so I purchased it along with 20 or so other pieces to ship back to our warehouse in the U.S. Within the next six months, I had gotten rid of every single one of those animatronics except for that damn Chuck E. Cheese. It wasn't that I hadn't tried though, I actually got it sold in the first month to a location in Iowa. But then a week after they purchased it, they mysteriously returned it, saying that it wasn't working the way they had expected. I brought my best technician over there to check it out, but it seemed to be operating just fine. The restaurant owner was adamant about getting rid of it anyway though, trying not to burn any bridges. I told him that I would take it back regardless, but I wanted to know what the real issue was with it. That's when the owner's wife started telling me the weird stuff. She said that the robot was always looking at them. Every time they went into the restaurant or walked around, somehow it was always glancing in their direction, even before the power had been turned on. Then one day during a very busy birthday party, Chucky inexplicably grabbed a little girl's hair and would not let go. I informed them that was not possible with the way that the hands functioned, but they were adamant about this. They said they were lucky the little girl's parents didn't sue. So I took the Chucky back and put it in the warehouse for a few months. I thought maybe the character just wasn't popular enough anymore because I couldn't get that thing sold for the life of me. I started considering breaking it down and selling it for parts, but that was when I had the genius idea, or at least I thought I did, to reskin it and sell it to this pest control company Vito's in exchange for free services. They ended up accepting the trade and set it up under an awning right in front of their office. They got so much publicity from that damn robot. People were showing up there every single day to take a selfie with the animatronic and just to mess around with it. They even got a little spot in the local paper because the sales were through the roof. Then one night, the unthinkable happened. A couple showed up around dusk to take a photo with it. They were apparently going around town celebrating the girl's birthday. So she put a birthday hat on top of him and posed in front with his arms to her sides. As soon as the photo was taken, the camera malfunctioned and the boyfriend heard a loud popping noise. Then his girlfriend started screaming in pain. The Chucky started hugging her so tightly she could barely breathe. The boyfriend tried desperately to rip the arms open and free her. But they wouldn't budge. He eventually was able to get her out, but it was too late. She hadn't been breathing for at least five minutes and ended up in a coma. When the boyfriend was asked about the event, he told the police that the robot malfunctioned and wouldn't let her go. But the other thing he said still shakes me to my core. He told them that the animatronic was whispering something to them while it choked her. It was saying, Take my Those words were definitely not in its programming, but the police just chalked that up to the boyfriend's panic in the situation, and the whole thing was ruled an accident due to a malfunction. Clearly the owners of Vito's didn't want the animatronic anymore, so after the cops were done with the investigation, they pretty much begged me to give them a refund. Feeling so bad about the whole situation, I obliged. I guess I've always been a bit of a softie at heart. Figuring at that point I had grounds for a refund as well, I tried contacting my connection in Kiev. I reached out to them for weeks, but they'd never call me back. When I checked into them online, there wasn't a trace of them anywhere anymore. So not knowing what else to do, I ended up keeping the horrible thing in a storage closet in the warehouse, which ended up being the worst decision of my life. It was in there for probably about a year, and I somewhat forgot about it. I was going into a really slow season, so I was up in the office grinding out phone call after phone call to try and get some orders placed. I used to have this window that overlooked the showroom floor below, where all the stuff was, and I would watch my daughter as she explored the warehouse. Well, I must have been distracted, like I said, it was slow season and I was desperate, and I lost sight of her. She ended up leaving my vision for only a couple minutes, but then I noticed the lights of the warehouse started flickering. Realizing what had happened, I ran down to the showroom floor to look for her, and that was when I found the door open to Chucky's storage closet. My daughter was lying on the ground unconscious, the skin on her hands charred and smoking, the Chucky just standing there, staring at me as if pleased with itself. When the EMT arrived, he said it was a power surge that killed her, although there's no way it should have happened that way. None of the animatronics were even plugged in. The next few days I spent desperately trying to dismantle the robot. I used sledgehammers, drills, eventually an industrial arc welder, but nothing did the trick. This thing wouldn't come apart. There was something not right about it. Something otherworldly was definitely at play. All I know is after that, I got the thing as far away from me as I possibly could. I put it in one of our trucks and started driving. I didn't even know where I was going, but at the same time, strangely felt like I knew exactly where to bring it. I drove for hours, and eventually ended up in the middle of the desert. There was this little dirt path off the main road, and I started driving down that as far as I could go. I really didn't want anyone to find that thing again. Then once I got to an area where the truck started having trouble maneuvering through the sand, I knew I had found the spot. I took the Chucky out of the back and just tossed it out there. I felt bad passing the bucket away, but I didn't know what else to do. It seems like that was probably what the guys in Kiev had done to me as well. I did stick a note to it though, just in case someone did come across it. I'm not a total monster. The note said Beware this animatronic. Horrible things may happen to you and your family. If you allow this into your home, please stay away. I taped the note to its foot and truly hope, if anyone found it, that they listened. At this point, that's all I can really do.